You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to this segment of The Truth Report. I'm Barry Nussbaum. As the world knows, on April 4th, Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad ordered Syrian military jets to take off from the airbase at Shirat to carry out chemical weapons attacks on Syrian civilians in Khan Sheikh Hun. Approximately 90 people are dead, women and children included, and several hundred more are suffering the horrible effects caused by contact with poison gas. In spite of thousands of witnesses to the attack, hundreds of real-time videos showing the victims circulating around the world, and the entire court of world opinion certain that the Syrian Air Force had carried out the chemical attack, two countries are releasing statements to the contrary. Today in the Truth Report, we're going to examine the truth behind what happened in Syria, the actions by Assad, and the American response. Let's start with the Syrian story. A Syrian military statement categorically denies the use of any chemical or any toxic substance in Khan Shikun on Tuesday, adding that the military, quote, has never used them anytime, anywhere, and will not do so in the future, unquote. Nobody believes this story because it's a ridiculous lie. Russia, which has carried out airstrikes in support of President Assad since 2015, meanwhile, said the Syrian Air Force did strike Khan Sheikh Hun between 11.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. local time on Tuesday, but the target had been a large terrorist ammunition depot on its eastern outskirts. On the territory of the depot, they say, there were workshops which produced chemical warfare munitions. It added, without providing any proof or any evidence, terrorists have been transporting chemical munitions from the large arsenal to the territory of Iraq. So the Russian story is the Syrians bombed their own people who had been making chemical weapons, which then blew up. The U.S. says its military radar systems monitored a Syrian Air Force fixed-wing aircraft taking off from the Shirat Air Base in Homs on Tuesday, and they flew over Khan Hun on two occasions. This is from satellites. U.S. military officials said the U.S. radar systems picked up flashes on the ground, indicating that ordnance had been dropped on the rebel-held town about the same time. The first casualties with breathing difficulties were reported immediately. Hamish Del Breton Gordon, a former commanding officer of the British Armed Forces Joint Chemical, Biological and Radiological Nuclear Regiment said, Russia's assertion that the strikes had hit rebel chemical weapons factories were fanciful. He said, Axiomatically, if you blow up sarin, you destroy it, he said on the BBC. Experts also say the explosion resulting from an airstrike on a chemical weapons facility would most likely incinerate all the agents. Sarin and other nerve agents are also stocked in what's called binary manner, which means they are kept as two distinct chemical precursors that are combined just before their use, either manually or automatically inside a weapon well launched. In other words, when stored, they're benign. Quote, 
It's very clear it's a Saren attack, Mr. Gordon added. The view that it's Al-Qaeda or a rebel stockpile of Saren that's been blown up in explosion, I think, is completely unsustainable and completely untrue, he said. He also noted that chlorine was the only chemical believed to have been used in attacks on Aleppo over the past year. And Hassan al-Ja'ali, commander of the Free Army Rebel Group, called Russia's claim a lie and said rebel fighters did not have the capacity or the capability to produce nerve agents. The UK representative of the UN, Matthew Rycroft, also told the Security Council that met afterwards that his country has seen nothing to suggest that any non-state actors in Syria had the sort of chemical weapons that would have been consistent with the symptoms on the ground. The French envoy, meanwhile, said there was no fire after the airstrike, even though a strike on an ammunition depot would have caused a fire. So what is sarin? Well, sarin is a highly toxic gas and considered 20 times as deadly as cyanide. As with all nerve agents, sarin inhibits the action of certain enzymes which deactivate signals that cause human nerve cells to fire. This blockage pushes nerves into a continual on state. The heart and other muscles, including those involved in breathing, then spasm. Sufficient exposure leads to death via asphyxiation within minutes. Sarin is also impossible, nearly, to detect because it is clear, colorless, and tasteless as a liquid that has no odor in its purest form. It can also evaporate and spread through the air. Has it been used before in Syria? Uh, you bet. The Syrian government was accused by Western powers of firing rockets filled with sarin a number of times at several rebel-held suburbs of the capital of Damascus in August 2013, killing hundreds of people. Now, of course, President and dictator Bashar al-Assad denied the charge, blaming the rebel fighters. But then he subsequently agreed to destroy Syria's declared chemical weapons arsenal. UN inspectors found rockets containing sarin were used in a 2013 attack outside Damascus. The UN has continued to document the use of chemical weapons in attacks by the Syrian Air Force. A joint investigation concluded in October that government forces had used chlorine as a weapon at least three times between 2014 and 2015. And by the way, Islamic State militants had used sulfur mustard gas in one attack. Just as an aside, you may remember that National Security Advisor Susan Rice was bragging on camera a few years ago that the Obama administration had ensured that all chemical weapons in Syria had been located and destroyed. A bit of history here is important. In August 2012, President Obama said that any attempt by Syria to move or use its chemical weapons would change his administration's calculus in the region, evoking the possibility of a more direct U.S. conflict and intervention in the area. He said, quote, we've been very clear to the Assad regime, but also to the other players on the ground that a red line for the U.S. is we start seeing a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilized. That would change my calculus, the president said. He continued, that would change my equation. We're monitoring the situation very carefully. We've put together a range of contingency plans. We have 
been very clear to the Assad regime, but also to other players on the ground that a red line for us is we start seeing a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilized. Uh, that would change my calculus. So that's what he said. His implication was clear. If Assad uses chemical weapons again, it would cross Obama's red line and he would act. So what happened? Assad used chemical weapons some, some month later, killing hundreds of Syrians in another chemical attack, and Obama did absolutely nothing. The new president, Trump, was not willing to make the same mistakes of Barack Obama. The Syrians were slaughtered on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Trump asked the military for military options. On Thursday, he struck, ordering a massive missile barrage of 60 Tomahawks launched from two U.S. Navy destroyers in the Mediterranean. On Friday at the United Nations, U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley addressed the body. In a very aggressive speech, Haley said the United States will not stand by when chemical weapons are used on civilians and that the U.S. was fully justified in its actions. Haley condemned the use of chemical weapons and also said that the Iranian and Russian governments deserve some of the blame for the recent attack for propping up Assad's regime. We know that yesterday's attack bears all the hallmarks of the Assad regime's use of chemical weapons. We know that Assad had used these weapons against the Syrian people before. That was confirmed by this council's own independent team of investigators. We know that yesterday's attack was a new low, even for the barbaric Assad regime. Russia cannot escape responsibility for this. In fact, if Russia had been fulfilling its responsibility, there would not even be any chemical weapons left for the Syrian regime to use. Russia and Iran have no interest in peace. The illegitimate Syrian government, led by a man with no conscience, has committed untold atrocities against his people for more than six years. Assad has made it clear that he doesn't want to take part in a meaningful political process. Iran has reinforced Assad's military, and Russia has shielded Assad from UN sanctions. Great job, Ambassador Haley. I'm thrilled to have you representing the values of the United States at the world body that so often cares nothing for human rights or the value of humans around the world. Stay in touch, America. We will be following up on this story you can write to me directly by sending me an email to barry at americantruthproject.org and go to our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. It's free. Sign up. You can handle the truth. We intend to bring it to you. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.